And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Doncic with a series of fakes. He's been chewing them up tonight all over the place. Three card! Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We have some playoff series ending that we're about to get to, but we got to get to a game that extended a, well no it didn't extend the series series was tied to two but dallas they go into staple center they beat the clippers 105 to 100 i'm joined by will guillory the athletics pelicans writer to break this one down today will what the hell happened in that game Man, pure insanity. That's the only thing I can think of, man. Just Lucas shooting fireballs. Uh, Kawhi and PG are silent. Then Kawhi and PG wake up and, and then, you know, just pure insanity at the end. KP silent and he hits what was supposedly the dagger, but apparently not. Uh, I mean, that, that series is just insane. And it just feels like we're going to go just roll team wins all the way out. Right. <laughs> I don't think a, win, a home team is going to win one the rest of the series. Yeah, you know what's crazy is Luca had he had forty points and I think thirteen assists heading into the fourth quarter, and then he didn't do shit in the fourth quarter at all. Um, and then right at the end there, the Clippers went on this insane run to get it down to a one possession game at the very end, and that is when Dallas just barely held them off. Yeah, I mean, they, they had that one possession at the end where Paul George, you know, dribbles it down with, a, I think, under, what, 17 seconds left. Ends up giving it to Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann is right there at the rim. He, he played such a great game. I feel bad for Terrence Mann because I think everybody's going to walk away from this game saying, how the hell does Terrence Mann not take the no, layup right so there? Good. He was so he, good. He was so good tonight. I, I think he gave them a lot of life that they needed in the second half. But he, he uh, he's got to take that layup. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, I think he's got to take that layup right there. That would have you know, put the Clippers up. I believe they were down by one at that point. Uh, it's just a tough situation. They end up missing the shot right there. Batum gave him a good chance to put it back. But, but man, that's just a tough ending. Uh, and I kind of tweeted this. I, I felt like, you know, Kawhi just got the and one right there. Maybe you would have been better off just giving it to Kawhi, letting him go one-on-one in that situation, maybe force a double team. Uh, but I mean, you had a look right there at the rim and it just didn't work out for the Clippers. It's a really tough loss for them again at home, you know, with this Kawhi and PG crew. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi and PG combined for 10 turnovers. Kawhi shot one for seven from deep. He missed a few wide open shots. I mean, Reggie Jackson went six for 12 from deep. So that kind of made up for it for a bit. He hit some hit some really impressive shots, in the especially late in the game. Uh, but obviously, you're not going to beat Luka having 42 points and 14 assists, which is just so insane. 42 is impressive enough, but to have, add 14 dimes onto it, just insane. You're not going to do that when you have PG and Kawhi combining for just 43 points. Only one more point combined between the two of them. 
Yeah, and, and until right at the end, I, I felt like I was really frustrated with Paul George's lack of aggression. I felt like he was standing outside at the three-point line the entire game. He ended up with, what, 14 shot attempts. Uh, Kawhi had 19. Luka had 37. So <laughs> I think you saw the difference in aggression uh, right there. Luka was getting them up, and, you know, some of them were falling, some of them weren't, but he knew they were going to live and die with them. And Paul George, I mean, he started attacking at the end. I don't want to say he didn't attack at all. I, I like the, the way he kind of approached that end the game. I just wish he would have played that way the entire game. It felt like he was allergic to the paint, you know, for a big chunk of that game. Uh, but man, I got to give a shout out to Luca and, and just what he's doing here. I know we talk about it all the time, but the numbers this guy is putting up at the start of his career in the playoffs, it's just incredible. Uh, it's unprecedented. I, I mean, I wrote down through 11 playoff games. He's at 32.8 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, shooting 49 from the field, 40 on threes. And he's got four 40 point games in 11 career playoff outings. Uh, I mean, it's just unreal what this dude is doing at such a young age. And it feels like, man, his Dallas team is just getting started. They got so many other areas where they can upgrade and they got questions with KP. But what this dude is doing is just off the charts. And with him playing this way, who knows how far this Dallas team can go? Because if he's putting up 40 and he's just devastating teams with those step back threes, it feels like Dallas has a chance against anybody in the West. Okay, so we had three series that did end on Wednesday night. Let's start with the Philadelphia 76ers. They were losing at one point in this game. They didn't have Joel Embiid, who is somehow day-to-day with a torn meniscus. What the hell is that supposed to be? Interesting. We'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens there. We'll get. I'm sure we'll get more on that as we prepare for the series with the Hawks, which we'll get to in a second. But, uh, yeah, Philly got it together in the end, and it wasn't that close at the end of the day against the Washington Wizards, who, credit to the Wizards, put up a fight, put up a fight really in the second half of the year. I mean, that this is a team that should have just rolled over, but they didn't. Uh, but Seth Curry... Went 10 for 17. He was incredible in this game. He was really good. I thought Tobias was really good. And, you know, I think what was really impressive about Seth Curry, I think some people will look at that box score and say, oh, Seth must have hit a bunch of threes, must have had six, seven threes. I think he ended up with three three-pointers total in that game. Uh, I think it kind of shows – the progression of his overall offensive attack, you know, him showing more off the dribble. I think he does such a good job of creating space uh, just with those step backs and those little, you know, turnaround jumpers he's able to hit. I, man, I really love Seth Curry's game. You know, I'm not the first to say it. I think he's one of the most underrated offensive talents in the league. Such a, a good addition to that Philly team to balance out what they do in half court offense. Uh, but now, I mean, you brought it up. The big question now is what's happening with Joel Embiid? What's that knee going to look like? How how is that going to affect him in the next series? And if you're a Philly fan, man, the last thing you want to hear is more questions about weird injuries. Has this franchise not dealt with enough with Markel Fultz and, you know, Joel Embiid early in his career, Ben Simmons, and now we got another, you know, Joel Embiid drama in the playoffs. It wouldn't be Philly if we didn't have some type of drama, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? Joel Embiid didn't play, and Philly still got to the line 43 times. That's remarkable, and credit to them. They, they This team is prepared for whatever comes their way, and what's coming their way is Trey Young. And bro, probably my favorite moment of the playoffs so far is late in this game, Trey Young takes like a 35-footer three, buries it, and then immediately turns and bows to the Knicks crowd as they start booing, knowing their season is finally over. Trey talked so much shit, and he backed it all up. It was amazing to watch. 
Man, it was amazing. And he just cemented himself as, you know, an all-time MSG villain, you know, in his first career playoff series. It's wild. And we brought up what Luca's doing to start his playoff career off. I mean, Trey Young is doing the same thing, putting up crazy numbers, carrying that Atlanta team. And you got to love, uh, again, you brought it up, just the way he he embraced this moment and playing in MSG and all the fans screaming crazy stuff at him. Somebody spit at him in game two. Uh, I had a, there was a funny moment there. I think it was in the first half where he looked at somebody in the crowd and was like, hey, uh, are you going spit on me now uh, he's just just <laughs> saying whatever to people I love it man just talking all type of shit and, and I think you know it, it's gonna be really interesting to see how he does you know against that Philly squad we know how they lock up everybody and I, I think that's gonna be a super interesting matchup because Trey's playing at such a high level. I mean, you saw it with the Knicks. They threw a little bit of everything at him, man. Really, none of it worked. It seemed like he's got to an answer for whatever you you know throw at him scheme-wise. So uh, I'm really going to be interested to see what Philly does to try to slow him down because he's either hitting threes or he's hitting floaters or he's throwing lobs to Capella, and it feels like there's not really much you can do to get him out of that pattern. Except for putting Ben Simmons on him, maybe. So <laughs> that'll be really cool. We'll get into that later in the week. Uh, we do have to touch and on the Jazz. Well. That's right. Uh, so we have to touch on the Jazz because somebody will yell at us if we don't. Uh, yeah, the Jazz are great. We knew they were going to be great. They stomped on the Grizzlies in this game. They win 126-110 to close out the series. Jordan Clarkson went off. Rudy Gobert had a great night attacking. Donovan Mitchell, 11 for 16 and 10 dimes. He was great. So we don't know who they're facing yet between Dallas and L.A., but we do know that Utah is absolutely for real. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, um, I can't think of any news that we should get to from Wednesday in the NBA. I mean, can you think of anything that happened that was important? Nothing from our particular beats, right? No, nothing on the Celtics beat that I remember. Um, all right, well, I guess that'll do it for the show then. Um, oh, oh, you know, one thing I kind of remember now is uh, Danny Ainge retired, and oh, wow. Brad Stevens is now the GM of the Celtics, and they need a new coach. And... Uh, I so I, I the Celtic season ended the night before I worked till like four in the morning, woke up with like four, four hours sleep at nine o'clock. I'm like, all right, time to go back to bed. And then boom, I get a Woj bomb. Boom, I get a Shams bomb finally breaking that Brad is taking over for him. And so, yeah, I didn't sleep at all. Didn't eat at all on uh, Wednesday. Uh, but who cares about me? I'm not the story. Uh, Brad Stevens even insisted he wasn't the story. The story is Danny Ainge finally walked away. 
Brad is now in charge. The Celtics are about to embark on a pretty massive coaching search. And this comes ahead of a offseason that was already supposed to be a ma you know, have massive upheaval because the team struggled so much. I've talked about the Celtics. I, I, there's like six different articles on The Athletic you guys should go read. I, I broke a bunch of news yesterday. Please go check it out, uh, especially with the big news that maybe uh, they could be hiring Kara Lawson, among many other candidates. And she would be the first female coach in NBA history, obviously. But, Will, I'm just curious from your perspective covering a different team what you think of Boston finally making a change when this is a franchise that's had just like two or three different people basically running it over the last 20 years yeah it's gonna be insane you know to see this Boston team without Danny running it it feels like he's been there forever and he helped build that championship squad with KG and them and you know he built this young group with Tatum and Jalen Brown and you know I think seeing him step down wasn't as much of a surprise it felt like some type of change was coming with this group with the way how they disappointed this year and a couple of those real questionable moves the past few seasons but to see Brad Stevens leave the bench and then go up into the front office I mean that was shocking all right. Well, that is going to do it for the Smoothie King Center of podcasts. My name is Jared Weiss. He's Will Guillory. Be sure to find him on The Athletic covering the Pelicans. He'll be there every single time a rumor comes out about Zion on his way to the Knicks, even though Zion has like six years left on his contract, essentially with the Pelicans. And I'll be there as soon as Jason Tatum rumors start rumbling. Uh, but for now, we'll focus on the head coaching search with the Celtics. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to The Athletic NBA podcast no dunks house of strauss and most importantly the athletic you can find that at theathletic.com slash ding will take us out of here i appreciate you guys and read everything jared is writing about that boston situation man he's killing it my guy uh, did work today now i need him to hit those pillows i see in the background of his zoom call and get some damn sleep brother ding ding As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.